0: last year when we did the Great British Spring Clean, it was altogether 563,000 volunteers who got involved. We collected almost 1 million bags of litter. It cost a lot of money to clean up, you know, like the littering as well. It cost about £1 billion every year of the taxpayers' money. I always say that litter picking is, is so therapeutic. I find it so therapeutic and it's cheaper than therapy. So it's good.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Wanna Be Greener, where we focus on the little actions that bring about big changes with me, Harriet Robinson. Now Anna Lund is a plastic-free blogger and ambassador for Keep Britain Tidy, which names her as one of its litter heroes. Born in Hungary and now living in Warrington in the UK, Anna regularly organizes and joins community Litter Picks, helping to keep her local area safe and clean and encouraging others to do so as well online. Now, as someone who's always lived in a busy cities, litter is something I find hard to get away from. And while our local councils do their bit, people still think Their rubbish on the floor and wind still blows it out of bins, and it just seems to be everywhere, really. Of course, not only is this unpleasant to look at, it's also harmful to wildlife and damages the environment. Now, in today's episode, Anna talks to me about her passion for keeping litter out of our towns, cities, and countryside.
0: We all fight in the same battle, and we all want a cleaner environment, and we can all do our own bit. It's great for you and it's good for the environment. And you have that. I always put in after a litter pick because it's just it's just a nice thing to do.
1: Anna believes everyone should do regular litter picks, not just for the benefit of the environment, but for its mental health benefits too. She even tells me about the oldest piece of litter that she's found, which is insanely old.
0: It's actually the first thing in my uh, vintage litter collection because I, I have a vintage litter collection. I have a folder.
1: and we discuss what else needs to be done to help clear the rubbish from our local areas and and to prevent further littering from happening but first i actually met anna through her instagram blog no more plastic fantastic and wanted to know what inspired her to get started with her plastic free lifestyle and her litter picking lifestyle and how she handles the pressure of having twenty thousand people following her updates
0: It was back in March 2017 when I came across some articles about uh, how bad plastic is for our environment and how damaging it is. So I started thinking back when uh, I lived back in Hungary and I was brought up on a farm in a little village. And I remember that the way we lived, it was literally without plastic and we grew everything ourselves, we we reused everything. If anything was broke, we mended it. If we didn't know how to mend something, we knew somebody who would help us and it was a really good community. So I started thinking that, why don't we do that now? So why don't we live that way now? And um, started looking into it, Starting raising uh, awareness about uh, single-use plastic. And when I was having conversation with my friends and family, they were saying that that's all really good, but they didn't know how to start and, you know, like what they can do. So started writing everything down and um, just offering advice and help, you know, like for everybody who asked. And my husband came up with this idea that why don't you just start an Instagram page? So that's how it started a year later in March 2018. When uh, I set up my Instagram account, uh, no more plastic, fantastic, and I just shared ideas about uh, plastic swaps, and then I started litter picking, and this whole community—just amazing what we have on Instagram. So that—that's really how it started. And you've got—I
1: mean, you've got loads of followers now, so like nearly twenty thousand followers. So obviously, people think that you're—they agree with you and they find it uh, inspirational and. And useful, what you're posting as well.
0: I have never ever expected that many followers. I started, you know, like just just sharing ideas, and you get to know people, and then you find your Instagram friends. Like that's we've been following each other for about two years, mm. and uh, you sharing some really good ideas what I didn't know about, and I share something what uh, others didn't know about. So it's a really good way to to exchange ideas but i've never ever expected this many followers so it's it's weird yeah do
1: you feel like pressure like oh i have to like post
0: the right thing or yes you know yeah, yeah it's it can be a bit um nerve-wracking every now and again it it can be a bit stressful and i always want to get back to people you know when they contact me uh, straight away but it is very time consuming as well because when you have a full-time job in the evenings uh, you try and catch up on social media, mm. and you don't realize how many hours you you end up spending on it. But it's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even if you just help one person, it's still one more person that's learned something new or that's been yeah. inspired by you. So, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. I find it very time consuming and just annoying sometimes doing yeah. Instagram posts. But you know, I, I think that it is a good thing overall. Well, we're here to talk specifically about litter picking, which doesn't sound yeah. like the most glamorous or exciting thing
0: it's to not.
1: to do a podcast about. But I think it's something that's really important. It's something that um is a big issue for the environment, and yeah. I don't understand that much about it. So, you're it says on your Instagram that you're a keep Britain tidy litter hero. Yes, tell us about that. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, I'm really proud of it that I'm part of the the key Britain tidy team and uh, taking part in comp- taking part in campaigns, literally just raising awareness about litter picking and you know like getting the word out there. And we do have events. We have um, a spring clean event uh, each year. Then we have an autumn. Litter picking event as well, and it's literally just uh, to get the words out there and and raise an awareness that why is it important to litter pick, and also why is it important to recycle, and just show it to people, you know, like in everyday life, that what a difference we can make if we just all join together, because it's it's all of us in there. We are fighting the same battle, and we all want a cleaner environment, and we can all do our own bit. Even if you just go out, you know, for like an hour and just do a little little pick, then it's crazy like how much you can collect within an hour. And that makes a huge difference. And of course it all adds up. And this is what Key Britain tidy does, that they collect all the data. And when you get this data at the end of the year, it's pretty crazy. For example, just uh, just a couple of things to mention. Last year when we did the Great British Spring Clean. It was altogether five hundred and sixty-three thousand volunteers who got involved. Wow! We collected almost one million bags of litter. Wow! And that was between uh, that short period of time when we did this uh, Great British Spring Clean between the twenty-second of March and twenty-third of April. So that was a month, mm. a month first, and and that's how much we collected.
1: Wow, a million bags in a month. Yes. That's, it's pretty shocking. I was talking about this the other day and I've actually noticed a big difference since moving back from New Zealand. It's It feels a bit cleaner there. I, I don't know if it's yeah. just less people. Probably that's a big part of it. But I've noticed how there's so much litter on the floor in Britain. But I don't know anyone yeah. who would purposefully throw rubbish on the floor. So how does it get there? Why is the litter on the floor? Is it literally just people dropping it or are there other ways that it, it gets... You know, on beaches and on the ground and in, in the ocean.
0: It's it could happen, you know, from so many different ways because yes, we do have people who who litters and you know it's it's mainly happens like at lay bys where people just have their takeaways or, you know, like on the go food, then they just think that right, okay, just throw it out of the car. So I'm sure that when you pass in, you know, like all these lay bys you can always see the litter there. And it's uh not easy to to clear up either because obviously it's along the high-speed roads so it's dangerous it needs really good organization to to get that one cleaned up it could be the fact that you know you do put your uh, litter in the bin but because if it's overflowing the wind will pick it up and you know like it's just gonna spread it it could be the fact that the council doesn't empty the bins as often As they can, or as they should. Uh, Remember at Dördördör in June, when we had that, June-July, when we had that really nice weather, and people went to the beach, and the amount of litter they left, it was incredible. Like, one person, you know, just put a litter down in one next to a post, and suddenly everybody thinks that it's okay to leave it there. Mm. We're like sheep,
1: aren't we? If some if one person says it's okay, then we all think, Oh, it's not that bad, they've done it. So
0: yeah, exactly. we can all so, do it. Yeah, exactly. So but litter breeds litter. That's one thing. The other thing, uh yeah, if it just gets uh blown out from from the bins and it's uh stops in the woodland, it gets into the water system via the, the grids and it's just so many different things. People don't Don't recycle properly, or they they just don't don't take their litter home.
1: Mm. I mean, this is maybe a stupid question, but why do you think people litter? I mean, why? Surely we all know that you know there's adverts about taking it home, there's posters, there's billboards. We know that it's not something you're meant to do. I mean, it's actually illegal, isn't it, to litter? Why do people still do it?
0: I don't think that uh, they find littering as much as they should and they're not enforcing it that you know like fly tippings you can see it and uh yeah you shouldn't be doing it the sign is there that you know you're gonna get fined if you get caught but if they don't get caught they're not gonna get fined so Mm -hmm. they can get away with it and it's okay to do it in their head (laughs) it would be great you know if they can just put some uh, some sort of like we are watching you Key Britain Tidy did a campaign a couple of years ago, might have been a few years ago, about uh, we are watching you down in, in London near uh, near like a big lay-by where all the truck drivers and uh, loads of cars just parked there. And these signs were everywhere that we are watching you. And they noticed that it stopped the littering, like reduced the littering in that area because signs were everywhere. So I don't know if it would help, you know, if it was actually signs like everywhere and you feel like that the big brother is watching you. Yeah. So you don't do it. Yeah. Because people mainly litter when they are alone. And you know, like they're not seen by somebody else. Because if other people see you that you litter, you feel a bit you feel ashamed. Yeah, you'd hope so. Well, yeah, you would (laughs) hope so.
1: Yeah, good point. Well, what is the the kind of scale of the litter problem? I mean, you said that keep Britain tidy picked up about a million bags in a month do you think that it's it's getting worse i mean you've been litter picking for a few years now are you seeing the problem getting worse and especially with covid is that making it even
0: harder it's different litter now it's all the ppa you know like what we have at the moment is like masks everywhere and gloves everywhere we didn't have that problem before covid we had more of our on the go take away boxes we had like all the fast food litter but now that when they were closed obviously we didn't have that litter but now we have different ones so yay um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really like the amount of litter has remained consistent and last year as I said it was littering of food and soft drinks and uh, oh yeah the the worst one is the dog the dog poo bags in plastic bags you know like the people take the dogs out and they do their business yeah then they just chuck the the little plastic bag into the woods
1: yeah i don't understand that why put it in a bag and then leave it is why is that a thing
0: you've done the worst part haven't you 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 (laughs) you've up. up. that's the worst part then instead of finding a bin you just like chuck it in the woodlands and it's and it's awful so that's definitely you know like it's it's gone up in yeah in numbers because more people have dogs you know like and, and more walks obviously because you had to get your exercise in but um the other big problem like with the uh, litter is cigarette butts in england uh, every year is around 226 million cigarette butts what what people litter and it's a nightmare to clean it up
1: yeah they're i'm sure they're really hard to pick up and also i I've, I've never really quite understood why they're considered okay to be litter just something that goes on the floor but people still do it now it's it's just a weird habit that we've always had that they just go on the floor I think people think that they're biodegradable maybe but they're definitely not
0: yeah but they're not and they're really dangerous to to all the marine animals and it's got plastic in it as well in the within Mm -hmm. the filter so it's it's really dangerous to, to the animals and so many cigarette boots goes down the grid, you know, because they are so light and this just get washed down, you know, and it's and this gets into the water system and it's pretty impossible to to pick it up like all of it. You need a mm. brush, you know, if you want to do it properly, but it's just just crazy. But uh on the streets they according to the Symphony Environmental report that they clean about two point twenty five million pieces of litter. That's that's how much it gets dropped on the streets every day. Every day? Yeah, that's what it says. That is bad. And it's over uh, 180,000 sacks of litter are cleared from the motorways and major A roads each year by the Highway highways England. Wow. And that's all, you know, like from the lay or, you know, like people just like throwing, as they drive in, they're just throwing litter out of the mm. car. It makes my blood boil when people do that.
1: Yeah, I I don't understand it, but hey, it's something
0: that people do. No, yeah, they they just do it, and I don't understand like what makes them think that it is okay.
1: I think because they know somebody else will sort
0: it out. Yeah, I think that you know, like when people get caught doing that, their punishment should be clean it up, go and go do litter picking, and you will realize that how bad it is. You just think that you just throw that one bag or just that one coke bottle out. Then you will realize that if everybody does that, it's a lot of cold bottles and a lot of bags and whatever you you litter
1: mm. um well you you kind of organize litter picks in your local area? Do you get a lot of people yeah. helping you out how
0: How does that go it's really good actually because i've never ever known that we had a litter picking group literally down the road from me. And my neighbor told me about it a couple of years ago, that, oh, did you know that we have this uh, Clean Up My Community group in Warrington? Mm. And uh, funny enough, a week later, they had an organized litter pick. So I went and helped out. And that's when I joined to them as well. And um, we started organizing uh, more and more litter picks during the spring and uh, autumn time, because these are the. These are when we mainly do the litter picks, the big spring and autumn cleans. And it um, turns out that we have many more groups all around the town doing the exact same thing. So now we are joining forces and also started doing one of our members uh, started laying out maps. And different people can adopt a road or a route, but they just go and clean up and they just look after the area. Awesome. Yeah. And so many people get in touch with us that they say, oh, I saw some of you little picking uh, in my area. How can I join? So it's definitely an interest. The number is definitely going up. The people that, you know, like how much they would like to have and how much they would like to join us. Yeah. So it's, it's great. But obviously we have COVID at the moment, so you can't do big group cleanups like we used to do.
1: But you can still go out. I mean, is it still safe to do it? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's still safe to do it. What we do is uh, just go out in pairs, and you know, if we have like six people, then we have three groups. So you just follow the rules, and of course, you know, like uh, make sure that everything is sanitized before and after, like all your litter pickers and and gloves, and you just keep the distance. And you can you can litter pick. You got your uh, daily exercises in, and yeah, you can still do it.
1: That's a good shout actually. Use it for your daily exercise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you it's good for you. And uh I always say that litter picking is, is so therapeutic. Mm. I, I find it's so therapeutic and it's cheaper than therapy. So it's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, doing something good does make you feel good, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's great for you and it's good for the environment. And you have that I always buzz in after litter pick because it's just it's just a nice thing to do.
1: Mm. Yeah, and a nice way to kind of, I suppose, meet your community and, and socialise yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you got the people that, oh, you're a little pick as well. Oh, I little pick too. But I found this area. I can't tackle it myself. Would you mind joining forces and, and help? So it's it's great.
1: Okay, so talking of your little picking groups, what is the worst thing that you've ever picked up? <laughs>
0: It happened a couple of months ago. We found this uh, little pond in the woodland mm. and uh, dirty female underwear. Oh. That was, yeah, that was like, I've never ever come across anything like that. And that was gross.
1: <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: the other thing was, I saw that so many people picked these things up. I've never come across it until, uh, I think it was last autumn, Needle. And we found this like little like drug paradise and it was just like needles and pills and all sorts of things, you know, like what being used. And that was like, Mm. that was heartbreaking. And it's so dangerous as well, because it was in the woodland. You can have children wandering off and finding that part. Yeah. And, you know, they pick it up. Your dog can... Step in to step into your needle, or like it's just, yeah, it wasn't a nice, nice thing to, to come across.
1: Yeah, you see, like quite a lot on the floor around here. Actually, I did a little little pick down on the riverbed in Bristol. Yeah, and there were just loads of needles. oh and lots of tampon applicators. Which was oh lovely. yeah,
0: that's yeah, Another I find those on. Yeah, they are really good. I don't know why they still exist. No, like yeah, just. Don't do
1: it, please. <laughs> there's actually a great campaign by Ella Daish. I don't yes. know if you know her. But, yeah, yeah. she's been campaigning to get plastic um, applicators taken out of almost all of the brands. Um, yeah, and she's done really well. Yeah, yeah. And she's managed to persuade loads of um, big brands, big um, companies to do it, which is awesome. So hopefully at some point soon that won't be so much of a problem. But yeah. I'm sure there's already millions of them out there to keep. Uh, yeah, circulating anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I always pick them up on the uh, beach cleans because mm-hmm. uh, I live about fifty minutes away from uh, from my closest beach, and we always go there like on a monthly basis because it's like a bay where all the litter get just collected there. So you clean it up one month, and it all looks amazing. Next month you go back, same thing. Mm.
1: Yeah. What about the oldest thing? I know. I, I think I saw an article. Um, where you'd found a crisp packet from the 90s or something really old
0: yep. some, something yeah, very old know, I, uh, went to went to the beach and uh, I've got eagle eyes or some sort of radar something you know when it <laughs> because it was literally a tiny part of it was out of the sand dunes and the sun was reflected on it so you know like it was oh shiny what is that so I went over and I digged it out it was a golden wonder crisp uh, wrapper you could tell it was really old but you couldn't see the expiry date so I contacted the company send them a photo of their wrapper and just say that can you please advise when this packaging was out mm. and about and and on the shelves and they came back with an answer 1967-68 really yes And well that's and so it, like 50 years ago yeah and it's in a really good shape You can still read, you know, like what flavor it was. It's, it's actually the first thing in my uh, vintage litter collection because I, I have a vintage litter collection. I have a folder. Of course you do. (laughs) Well, is it framed? No, it's a, it's in a, it's in a big folder and uh, it's all uh, in chronological order and where I found it, when I found it and with all the dates and everything.
1: That's awesome. So, you need to put that online because I think people will be, I think that's pretty shocking. I think people <laughs> will be really interested to see that. I can't believe you found something from then. That's so old.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I found um, the other big crisp company. I cannot do a Little Pick without without those wrappers. It, impossible. I've never, ever done a Little Pick without Walkers. Walkers. Yes. Mm. I have one with uh, Emma Bunton on it from the Spice Girls. <laughs> uh, era in 1998 I think or something like that yeah one little pick, uh we did in the woodlands and I picked up one from 2005 2006 2007 and 2008 wow <laughs> like yeah I just said like, oh my god I can't believe it it was one area and it was just like that there you go that's all of it just can go in my little folder <laughs> <laughs> in a way yeah. slightly
1: satisfying because you get to fill up your folder
0: yeah it's really interesting. We did a few events as well with uh, clean up my community because we're not just litter picking. We're also trying to raise awareness and encourage people like not to litter and educate them as mm-hmm. well. So I took my uh, my vintage litter collection, and they find it fascinating. That is it really that old? But it looks brand new. Yes, because it's plastic. It doesn't go away. Yeah, it will be around for a very very long time
1: yeah well that actually kind of leads into my next question because obviously you know one of the big problems with litter is that it doesn't look nice but what are the what are the other problems i mean it is it's a bit deeper than that as well isn't
0: it yes it it is and it's it's really dangerous and destroys our wildlife and nature is dangerous to humans um how many times you heard that people like burn their feet on a hot barbecue you know like these disposable barbecues what's buried in the sand on the beaches, because you can't see it. So you just buried it in the sand. It's not there anymore because, you know, I buried it. It's all clean. But because it's so hot and the sand, it keeps it even hotter. So people just step in it and and it burns their feet or they, you know, like step in broken glass mm. or don't know you, you're carrying something is got blown out of your hand so you you go and pick it up, you know, like we'll get it try to get it out from the bush and you have a broken glass that you can catch your hand on it. Is that part of it? But also one of the, the saddest thing is that it's killing the animals. Yeah. Land animals and also the the marine animals and it's so so upsetting to see. Like how they get trapped. You know, like little mouse they get trapped in like bottles, or you know, like in in a crisps tube, yeah they got in, but they can't get out. You know, like hedgehogs, and and all that. They get tangled in it. It's just heartbreaking. One of my colleagues actually took a photo of a seagull where a plastic bag was wrapped around his feet, and he was flying. So the photo is incredible. How it you know like drags that plastic bag after him, but all the other seagulls are around it. Because they want to know what it is. And they're trying to, you know, like pinch it and trying to get it off its feet. But this little bird just getting really stressed and exhausted about it because it's getting chased. And I just said, I've never expected to see something like that. Yeah. So it really hit hit home because I'm not going to see a dolphin tangled in, in a fishing net because I don't live in that area or, you know, like a little poor little turtle. But when I saw it, you know, like it's actually happening around the corner from me, that was really heartbreaking. Yeah, um, it blocks the sewage system. You know, the when people flush down the wet wipes on the toilet in the toilet yeah. because oh, it's okay. Mm. Well, it's all blocks the system, and uh, in 2019, they uh, found a 40-ton fatberg cleared from the Thames in London.
1: Yes, it was disgusting.
0: <laughs> it was disgusting and it was all full of like nappies. Who flushes a nappy down the toilet? Apparently lots of people. Well, yeah, turns out that vibes and cotton buds and everything is just awful. Also, it's it's unattractive, so it doesn't look good. I will never understand why you are going out, you know, like in the park or just go for a walk and then leave your rubbish behind. You went there to enjoy the the scenery, to take in all the positive things from nature. Then you leave your rubbish behind. Mm. Just take it home. It was heavier to take it with you full. Now it's empty. It's lighter. You can take it back. Then it also increases negative behavior uh, littering. As I said before, that litter breeds litter. They create a kind of like really bad atmosphere. And it's also encouraging greater criminal uh, behavior as well, because you know, like it's littered. So it's never a nice area. You don't really want to hang, hang out on those parts.
1: Yeah. I guess why would you have respect for your area if it looks like crap?
0: Exactly. And uh, just one more thing it costs a lot of money to clean up, mm. it costs about £1 billion every year of the taxpayers' money to clean it up exactly and we're paying for that yeah we're paying for it but i'd rather spend it on something else than clean up you know like litter someone else's litter
1: yeah so what is obviously you've mentioned that what is the government doing about it and what can it do about it
0: i actually found a really good and interesting read on the government uh, website i don't know if you knew about it i definitely didn't they got a litter strategy for england and that was released in April mm. 2017. It's 82 pages long. It's on it's in a PDF, so you can just download it. Have you read it all? Uh, almost. <laughs> I only came across <laughs> it a couple of days ago when I was doing some researches, you know, for this podcast. And mm. it's really interesting because they talk about how they want to change the behavior, because that's one of the big things, you know, like with, with littering. So you need to educate people. You need to start early with the children, it's great getting children involved because they see it at very early age that, you know, littering is not good and they see the benefit from it immediately. So they will start talking about it. And if we plan the seed at early age, that littering is not good for the environment, we are going to raise a much better generation. Then also, you know, like educating drivers, educating customers, you know, if they buy something and just put information on the packaging is it recyclable or not recyclable or what can you do about it? I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but more and more companies saying that, how can you be creative with our packaging? Like what can you make out of it? And, uh, well, I'm part of this, uh, gin group and their boxes, that cardboard. Yes, I, I do like my gin Buying <laughs> from small companies and supporting the small and sustainable companies all the way through. And, um, Their packaging is a really strong cardboard box. So I see that so many people, they make like little cardboard houses for their cats and they love it. It's awesome. But then uh, you have like uh, face cream jars, you know, but you can use the, the glass jar again for like candle holders or for whatever. So it's great to see that more and more companies doing it and the government is definitely encouraging the businesses you know, to take responsibility for their products and their packaging and educate the people. Sure. Do you think, though,
1: should the companies take a bit more responsibility anyway for the end life of their product? Because, you know, you can say to people, why don't you do something creative with your crisp packets? But you can only do, if you eat a packet of crisps every day, you can only do so many creative yeah. things. Well, you know, you can only make one cat house yes. with your, I suppose you can make a few. Yeah. So. Do you think it should be actually companies taking responsibility for not just, you know, creating a product, but actually where, where the packaging is going to end up at the end of its life?
0: Yeah, they should. They should do much more and a much better solution for it. One thing that I will never understand, like how small companies, you know, they can come out with recyclable packaging, sending parcels without plastic and the smaller companies finding ways much, much more sustainable and much better for the environment. Yeah. Then small companies who's got millions and billions of pounds, they come back to us and say that, well, we will do something about it by like in five years time. Why not now? You have the money there. I understand that they have to change their production line and they have to change, you know, like all the machines and everything, the, the packaging. But surely they can do something, something more or at least you know, like like sponsor people who's, who's trying to do their best. Like companies should be leaders, you know, and, and uh, take responsibility to at least clean up their mess and not just let it, you know, like leave it to somebody else to deal with it.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of companies are kind of scared of changing something and losing customers.
0: Yes, but then we found, uh, we got um, a retail park, uh, near us. So during the first COVID uh lockdown, we started going out uh, every Tuesday evening and started cleaning up. And next is on that retail park. And in the woodlands, we found hundreds of uh, Next packaging. You know what the clothes uh, come in? Those yeah. see through like plastic bags. Bag. Yeah. yeah, hundreds of them. We got the photos. It It was awful. So we started cleaning up because it was uh, four visits and all together we collected fifty-five bags. And uh, we contacted them and said that, you know, like we found all this, we cleaned it up. What are you gonna do about this? Hmm. Because it's your rubbish. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, not a word from them. And I think we contacted them twice now. And just nothing.
1: Yeah, they're just not how to um
0: how to account, I suppose. No. No, they're not responsible for it, you know, like, they didn't put it there. Yeah, but did it blow out from your big bin? Because it's such a light material, you know, that plastic bag. Did it, if the bin wasn't closed and you just emptied it all there, did it just get blown out? Don't you think that you should take responsibility, you know, and keep the woodland clean? Because we got all these little creatures living in there. They need looking after.
1: Of course. Is there any companies, obviously, Next not doing so well, is there any companies that you've noticed that are doing really well, even like big companies that have actually made some good good changes in, in, in that respect recently? Actually, someone mentioned to me that um, with Amazon, there's an option. I, I don't buy on Amazon anyway, but there's an option when you go to pay that you can choose to have zero waste packaging or no plastic or something like that.
0: Yeah, they do have that, that at least something good about that, that, you know, like if you don't want the plastic, then they don't send it. Uh, I must admit that, yes, I did have, I did order, you know, like a few things from there, not recently, but a few, like a year or so ago. My husband still orders a few bits and pieces from there simply because uh, sometimes it's just easier, you know, it's, it's next day delivery. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that part. And uh, yes, they do send it without plastic. So I don't know if we back in days, you know, we opted for that or somehow it just happens. But yeah, we don't receive any plastic with the packaging. One company who's uh, I'm sure that you've seen so about them on my Instagram pages, Avis and Chrissy, they make like handbags and purses and all sorts of things out of a fire hose. Mm. And they use other companies' bags and waste products and make them into a new product so that's like circular uh sir no i can't say that circular, circular economy circular economy yes <laughs> so it's you know like just uh reuse and recycle like all the time so mm. we do have companies out there who who trying their best or you know like they changing their their process but i wish i could just tell you you know like a couple of companies but my mind just gone blank
1: oh no that's fine but that shows that you know there's no like huge companies that are really that stand out that are doing it i suppose so if someone's listening then and they're concerned about the litter in their area or they just want to they just want to make a change i'm sure if you're listening to this you're probably not a person that drops it but if you you know want to make a change maybe in your local area or even nationally what would you suggest to do
0: First of all go on Facebook or or Instagram and just uh, find out if there's a little picking group in your area. Pretty sure that you will find little picking groups near you because it's thankfully it's it's getting really popular. And uh, also if you come across fly tippings report it to the council they will clear that up. You can contact your MP keep Britain tidy is also supporting uh, supporting that they can send out you know like sample uh, letters what you can send to your mp and just report that you're not happy with the littering or you don't think there's enough bins out and you know like getting more bins there's many things what you can just start on your own as well you can buy your uh, litter picking equipment from uh, for example from vilco or uh, i think uh, home and bargain they're selling them as well so it's great that now it's uh just in the shops as well and you can just buy litter pickers from just like normal shops because a few years ago it wasn't a thing it was really difficult to to find litter picking yeah uh, like the hoops and and uh and the litter pickers but now you just go into Virgo and you can buy them for I think like seven pounds or something like that
1: oh that's really good because yeah I, I was definitely I, I you know you don't really want to do it if
0: you've got to use your hands do you no no definitely don't do that Uh, so yeah you can buy buy all the equipment now in from everyday shops which is which is really good but yeah definitely like contact your council they've been really supporting with our litter picking group it's always an agreement with them that we collect the litter then they they come and and collect it from us and they take the bags away
1: I mean there's people like you who obviously are very thoughtful and And all the people that are in your litter picking groups that are happy to go out there and pick up other people's rubbish. But a lot of people will just walk past it. Why do you think they do? Why do you think that people don't just, I mean, people, I remember I was at my mum's street recently. There's lots of students up there and they don't even pick up the litter outside
0: their front door. Mm. Why do you think people don't do that? I don't know. I genuinely don't understand. Like, if it's right, I would say, okay, don't go and do a litter pick. Don't join, you know, like a litter picking group. Like, what's you know, twenty minute drive away. Yeah. But if it's right outside your flat or house, does it not bother you? It would drive me insane. And I don't, I don't understand. It must be some sort of reason, like why they think it is okay to just like step over it. But I can't answer that question because I don't understand how it works, that it just doesn't bother you. So I either think that, you know, they either think that it's somebody else's job to clean it up. Mm. And it, I didn't drop it, so I'm not going to pick it up. I speak with people, you know, when they say that, oh, you, you pick up litter and it's like so great. I don't know how you do it because I, I think that people are going to judge me. Judge you for what? That you care about the environment. I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing. I heard people like walking past, and you know, like they joking about that. Oh, are you on community service? They said, "No, I, I pick up. Like, I'm, I'm a volunteer. I do it myself because it bothers me." They just like, "Oh, really? Like, oh, well done, you. It, it's some sort of black mark against litter picking." Yeah, I think because you know, it's it's dirty. It's somebody else's rubbish, and yes, I understand that. But then just look at the bigger picture. Don't you want a nicer environment? Don't you want a greener environment? How much nicer it looks when you clean up that litter? I absolutely love seeing the before and after photos. It's just it's just nice. But I genuinely think that, that people are like afraid, you know, like of judgment. But I think you should just do it. People will judge you anyway, so may as well just <laughs> may as well just judge you about, you know, something good what you are doing. So I can live with that. So
1: you mentioned kind of joining a litter picking group and contents unique council and all those kind of things. Are there any good organizations that are worth supporting or joining? The only one I know is I I did a surfers again is it surfers against sewage? I did a litter pick with them. Is there any other good ones that you recommend that are just worth checking out?
0: Yeah, but funny enough, my first ever litter pick was for surfers against sewage as well, back in like three years ago, and uh, I keep doing that one. Uh, keep Britain Tidy and also the Marine Conservation Society. They they also organize litter picks. You can't just do you know like a beach clean because obviously ah. the Marine Conservation Society they are on uh, on the beach, and uh, the surfers against sewage one now they do like river cleanups as well and they also do the plastic free towns as well and if you go online and just search for you know like little picks in your area you will find uh, them with dates and locations because it's so many different uh, and individual organizations there as well for example our clean up my community like all the dates as well when little pickings are organized and you know like when when we have a few things, bugged. obviously during COVID is a bit different because uh, the big group, Little picks are, well, it's banned in a way. It's it's okay. against it's against the rules. But I'm sure that if you contact any of the organizations and uh, anyone uh, for for advice, how can you do it? They will be more than happy to to help you out and and tell you that who you need to get in touch with.
1: Cool. And are you feeling like obviously? we were saying at the start of our chat that it's kind of a different type of litter now and it's kind of masks and gloves and things. Do you feel like because of all the people that you're, uh, you know, you said more people are joining groups, more people are doing litter picks and stuff like that. Do you feel like the situation is going to get better or I don't know, how are you feeling about it? Positive or not really?
0: Yeah, it's positive because it's more out there. It's more normal now to litter pick. Yeah, we still have the stigma above it but it's more normal it's more like people don't they don't look at you that you're weird because you're litter picking so the word is definitely out there all these uh, campaigns you know like what what key britain daddy does what surfers against sewage does it's getting the attention now so it's definitely working and social media is brilliant for that you know, to engage people. And also, you know, like more and more uh, kids and, and, and children and, and uh, the younger generation is getting involved. So I think, you know, like it's, it's really important to educate the people, as I said before, at early stage. And then we are going to raise a much better generation. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get better. Because now yes. companies uh, are getting questioned and companies literally forced to do something about their products. So yeah, hopefully the change the change is coming. It will be a long road, but change is definitely coming.
1: Yeah, we've definitely taken a few steps back this year.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's it's been really weird. Because you kind of feel like that more important things out there than you know, like keep raising awareness about litter. It doesn't mean that uh, you know, it's not out there and we're not raising awareness. It just doesn't have the platform as much
1: mm. what are your kind of do you have any kind of future goals like is there anything you'd like to see happen in terms of maybe your your plastic waste or your your own little journey?
0: I would love if we could get like the the companies in our area to take some sort of responsibility and you know like to help us mm. with that with that litter and you know like just not be ignorant just actually take responsibility in that area because they are in our town. McDonald's, for example, they they joined on our litter Picks on many occasions. So yeah, so credit to them because they still create a load of waste, but it's good that they actually join us. And, you know, like it would be fantastic if you could get more and more companies, you know, to do the same thing and just raising awareness. It would be great if you could see so some more fines and, you know, like um, enforcement in place because we can see the signs everywhere. Don't litter because you're going to get fined. But we don't actually know if anybody ever get fined.
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it would be good, you know, like in a way, like this bit of like a name and shame thing that it does happen. So obviously don't put, you know, like the person name out there. But you know what I mean? That we actually actually act on it, yeah, it's actually happening, so don't do it because if you're gonna get caught, then it's gonna be punishment behind it,
1: okay, lastly, obviously, your instagram is has a big focus on plastic, so what are your kind of top top plastic free tips? I'm sure you've got some top ones i'm I'm guessing gin might be in here somewhere, I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you use the butters for like make pretty lights instead of just sending them to the tips <laughs> one of my my favourite one and people are always shocked about it is uh, buy mints instead of chewing gums because chewing gum is actually contains plastic it's a hell of a nightmare to clean it up from the street and uh, the little mint tin you can use that tin when you go on holiday remember that when we used to be able to to go on holiday yeah yeah i remember <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can use it you know like for soap and like body lotion bars or whatever so you've got jewelry. like your mint tin yeah jewelry there you go or you know like if you make a mint you know like for your uh little buttons or so many so many great use for for those things like i feel like that everybody has a reusable bag now yeah And everybody has a water bottle and, you know, like a coffee uh, cup now. So, yeah, don't leave the house without them. Find uh, zero waste shops in your area because they are fantastic. And thankfully, they are more and more popular now. Yeah, there's loads now. Yeah, it's amazing. Like a few years ago, you were lucky if you managed to find one like 50 miles down the road. But now it's it's getting uh, more and more popular and it's really, they are getting busy as well, which is so fantastic to see. So if you still like, rather use shower gels and uh, liquid shampoo, then go to the zero-way shops because 100% you will be able to get them from the refill station. Mm.
1: Well, an amazing thing, actually, I've I've just been living in New Zealand, which is, quite a green country but the supermarkets are starting to do that now as well so you can go to the super like big supermarket and you can refill your uh shampoo your conditioner your flour, all that kind of thing not in all of them but it's quite cool that it's kind of infiltrating through
0: that's really good now you mentioned that i'm pretty sure that i've seen an article about it briefly that ASDA is a uh, trial in the refill aisle as well in their supermarkets I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I've, I've seen about that.
1: Yeah, if you can do everything in one shop, then I think people are more likely to do it, really. It's when you have to go to yeah. this shop for this and this shop for this, I think that it gets a bit more difficult.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, one of the other things is uh, coconut oil uh, as a makeup remover. I absolutely swear by that. It's great. Coconut oil is, is like magic. And I use like a reusable pad, but you can just use like an oil towel you know, and just like put it up and use that as your reusable pad. And the coconut oil is great for uh, for makeup remover. I've been using it for, I don't know, about three years now. Awesome. I swear by it.
1: You don't get all greasy.
0: No, and it's really good for your skin as well. And it comes in a glass jar. Well, the one that I buy comes in a, in a glass jar and it's great. So that's one of my favorite go-to. If anybody you know like would like to know a bit more about like what I do or litter picking or or plastic free swaps, then I have my Instagram account called No More Plastic Fantastic, and if you contact me on that, I I will get back to you as soon as I can. I'm on uh, Facebook as well, and I also have my uh, email address, which is anna.nomoreplastic at gmail.com.
1: Cool. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, It's been really interesting. Who would have thought you could chat for an hour about litter? (laughs)
0: Was it an hour? Wow. (laughs) Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) The absolutely lovely Anna Lund, a.k.a. No More Plastic, fantastic. It was so awesome to catch up with her. She also brought so many great tips and points. So let's just quickly recap some of the stuff that she covered She said there's lots of reasons to start litter picking, whether that's pride in your local environment, helping local wildlife and land, taking away dangerous objects and also the social elements and the benefits to your mental health. She said if you want to get started, look around on Facebook or elsewhere online and see if there's a litter picking group in your area. Because there probably is. Also start reporting stuff like fly tipping to the council because they will clear it up. Um, I'm actually talking to my local council currently about a bad area of litter and they are actually talking and trying to do something about it so it is worth highlighting it. Also contact your MP and tell them you're unhappy with the littering or maybe that there needs to be more bins for example. Um, Keep Britain Tidy, Anna says has some templates for letters so if you get in touch with them or just scroll on their website you should be able to find them which might help you a little bit. Contact businesses in the area whose litter you see the most, whether that's junk food or clothing shops and tell them what you think and maybe ask them to take responsibility for the rubbish that they create. Even see if you could get them to join your litter picks. I know um, Anna mentioned that McDonald's joined the Warrington one, so you never know. And just get started. Grab some litter picking equipment from Wilco. They're really cheap to buy. You can get the litter pickers, uh, the gloves, the hoops for rubbish sacks, which I'd forgotten you need those as well. Very important. Thank you so much to Anna. And of course, you can find out more about uh, litter picking and just ask her any questions really on Instagram at no more plastic fantastic. There's a link to it in the uh, show notes for this episode. I've really enjoyed speaking to her. Do you know, it's a weird thing. You don't think you're going to have that much to speak about when it comes to litter picking. But actually, you know, it's a really wonderful thing to do because you're helping to keep your local area clean for other people not just for yourself I'm 100% buying a litter picker this week I'm going to get started near me I'm definitely feeling inspired and you know now we can meet in bigger groups so hopefully we can clear an area quickly and you know get that satisfaction at the end of it Well, this is the last episode in the second series of Wannabe Greener, so huge thank you to all of my guests. As well as today's episode, we've covered the link between wellness practices and environmental activism with Kayla Robertson. We've covered how to eat ethically, considering humans as well as animals and the environment with Lauren Ornella's. How we can all do our little bit to save water and why that is so important with Sapna Mulki, The benefits of growing produce indoors and on balconies with Joyce Van Dam. Period plastic and award winning activism with Ella Daesh and also how to inspire sustainability in others with Manuel Bergman. Please do go pack and take a listen. The first series is still live with some incredible tips and advice for individuals working towards greener lifestyles. You can find me of course on Instagram at want to beat Doc I'm not going anywhere, so please do head over there and say hi. It'd be lovely to hear from you. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.